Welcome to the Explore More podcast, where we hope to entertain, educate, and inspire you to get out of your comfort zone and into the outdoors. I'm Sarah. And I'm Kate. We're best friends bringing you all things adventure so you can explore more. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at exploremore.podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Hey everyone, it's Sarah. Just popping on here to let you guys know um, towards the middle of the episode, there's some clicking noises in the background. So just wanted to forewarn you beforehand and also let you know that they do end shortly after. Um, For those who don't know, I currently live on the road, so I can't always control the background noises in my environment. So just wanted to give you a little heads up. And other than that, I hope you guys enjoy the episode and get some entertainment out of our backpacking stories. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Explore More podcast. We are actually here today with Kenzie, and we're going to recap a trip that we did at the end of August. And you've heard us reference this trip a couple times as a crazy whirlwind of an adventure. Mm-hmm. So now you're about to get all the deets. So, yeah. Woo-hoo! Welcome, Kenzie. <laughs> yeah. Hi, guys. I'm really excited to be here. It's it's real. I'm I, what Sarah and Kate are doing with the Explore More podcast is super exciting. And to be a little piece of it is such an honor. So I'm super excited to share my very first backpacking trip experience, which this is not normal as they. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. <laughs> um, but it still was quite the experience and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Oh, well, we are so excited to have you and we're happy to have another backpacker gal to join us on our adventures even though the first one did not go as planned um sometimes they never do but we're happy you're still excited about backpacking and yeah we're excited to share our story with everybody so i guess we'll just start at the beginning um and we're gonna kind of like go into detail so you guys can get the picture of like what happened i guess or just like start to finish so we this was in our hometowns well sarah and i's hometowns like backyard kind of which is about a two hour drive well an hour and a half drive from where we live anyway so sarah and i drove separate vehicles because it was a point to point trail you started at one trailhead and then you come out the other side so first things first we started off by dropping off my pickup at a trailhead and then everybody hopping in Sarah's truck and going up to a different trailhead and starting from there. And <clears throat> we didn't get started until about 10 a.m. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. Oh, actually, okay, so we need to rewind a little bit. So before we're leaving town, one of my friends who's done this hike like a gazillion times, he's actually one of the reasons that we ended up doing this hike because he gave me all the deets and said it was awesome. And he texted me and he was like, Hey, have you guys left yet? And I was like, no, we're getting ready to leave right now. And he's like, okay, well search and rescue is out on that trail looking for someone. And we were like, Oh, Oh gosh, what's happening out there? (laughs) Yeah. So we call, well, Kenzie got the bright idea. She called, um, search and rescue herself. And she was like, Hey, we're about to head out there. We want the deets. Like our big thing was we didn't want to be in the way or something like really bad going on. We didn't want to add to the chaos. So 
they were like, no, it's okay. A hiker got injured and you know, we're just like getting him out. So, okay. So we take off on this trip and we get to the trailhead and there's a like cop car and an ambulance and all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like a bunch of vehicles with trailers, like they have their four wheelers and buggies out and stuff. Yeah. And, um, it kind of set the tone a little bit, like <laughs> reminding us that we are in true backcountry. Like, yeah. Yeah. And for, for people who don't know much about Idaho, there are parts of Idaho that are super, super rugged, like no towns, no people for miles and miles. And we were in, of course, one of those parts of Idaho Mm -hmm. And just to like set the tone for where we were, because we were literally in the middle of nowhere in some pretty nasty mountains. So, yeah. And we also, so hiking into this about a mile in, you hit the borderline of this pioneer area that we were in. And so it is zero road access, zero motor access. You can only access it by foot or horse. So it's like, yeah. Anyway, so we get to the trailhead we see all the search and rescue vehicles and we're like, okay, cool. You know, like we know that the guys, it's not a detrimental scenario. It's just like an extraction. So we're like, okay, whatever, like, cool. Hope it all goes well. And we start along our merry way. And (laughs) I kind of want to know what your thoughts were at this point, Kenzie, because you were getting ready for your first backpacking trip of all time with with two absolute Looney Tunes. Yeah. It was so first like hiking into it, I was like, so we take off on the trailhead and I was like, oh, this is great. This is cool. And then we're just going along and I was like, oh, heck yeah. Look at all these huckleberries. Like for late August, like there was some, there was tons of huckleberries. Well, where there's huckleberries, there's usually huckleberry eaters. And that wasn't (laughs) us on this particular day. So like that was a little alarming getting started. We had, you know, the guy getting taken out by search and rescue. We had the possible, there was something off the trail. We definitely heard something um, in our huckleberry and trying to enjoy our huckleberry bushes. So we couldn't even stop to pick them. And I was all salty about that. But um, I was pretty quiet too, just because I was taking it all in. And it was just a super mindful experience. Um I kind of felt bad because like I wasn't talking to Kate or Sarah very much. But I was just like I was just in the back of the pack, like wow, like this is cool. Like mm-hmm. all things aside, I was like, this is awesome. Like I'm like I'm out here is like we're going. We just started. Like I think too, because where we had had a bigger trip planned in June, end of June, that got canceled due to snow. Um and so it was a highly anticipated hike. I think mm-hmm. once we finally got on the trail, like I said, all things aside, it was actually, I was feeling super good, a little nervous, a lot of nervous, actually. I'm not going to lie. I was like, what am I getting myself into? But like, I was pretty excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a good way. In yeah. a good way. And then yeah. when we saw it, when we were here in the bear sign, I was like, possible bear sign. It had to have been a bear in the huckleberry bushes. I was like okay, well, at least he's down here and he's not, you know, we're, we're going to get pretty far away from him by the end of the day. Yeah. 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 By the time we got to where we were going to be camping out, I was feeling pretty confident that we were going to be far away from where he was at. He was chilling in the huckleberries. Yeah. So, and also like, I just want to preface this, this trip was 
just under 22 miles from point to point. And so that's like what she is looking forward to. Like we're, yeah. we're half a mile in, in the middle of all this huckleberry brush with bear sign. And then we jump an animal. It was, it had to have been either a deer or a bear. We don't know which one cause we never saw it, but anyway, well, it was something. Yeah. Yeah. I've done this. I've done about two miles in on this hike. So I knew, I mean, it's like two miles straight of just hiking through a giant huckleberry patch. So I knew that there was going to be a possibility of running into a bear and we were just all prepared for that anyway, but it's still, you know, you're just on high alert. And I think Kenzie's very like well-versed in the mountains and she's like, all right, well, we're in their territory. So we need to be yes. on top of our game. Um, and it also, it wasn't very steep right at the beginning, but it was definitely uphill. So I didn't feel bad about you not talking because I wasn't talking. Because <laughs> I was like huffing trying to breathe. Yeah, you got to get in your rhythm and like get your hiking legs and everything like that. But right off the start, it's gorgeous. Like mm-hmm. you're kind of side hilling along this mountain, but you can see back into, I mean, miles away over to some really cool peaks and stuff like that. So like when Kenzie's saying it was just, she was taking it all in and it's mindful. Like it's a, it's a beautiful place right from the get-go, which was yeah. pretty awesome. It's really motivating. I feel like every corner we would go around, it would start – I kept being like, oh, my gosh, this is so pretty. So I'd get out my phone, and I'd want to be taking pictures. And then we would literally would walk, you know, uh, like 10 more yards, 20 more yards, and it would be even more beautiful. Like, it'd blow us away yet again. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like there were so <clears throat> many corners and bends and just, like – Thing, like little hills we'd come up on and it would just be beautiful all over again. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. holy crap, like the views did not stop. Mm-hmm. It was it was insane. Which also kind of makes your pace slower because – and we're not like the fastest hikers in the world anyway, <laughs> but we're also – we like to take pictures and stuff and like just take it all in. So that was <laughs> – that was really slowing down our pace a little bit, but it was okay. We were enjoying it. It's worth but- it. And we had like all the time in the world. So we're like, well, might as well, you know, make the most of it and take in the sights. Yeah. I think it's important to say we gave ourselves three days, two nights to do this hike. Mm-hmm. So just keep that in mind. as we <clears throat> Yeah, that was the plan. <laughs> that was the plan is that we were going to spend two nights in the mountains and uh, we'll tell you a little bit more about that as we go along yeah, and why that did not happen. Yeah. So we had all the time in the world. We we rocked it yeah. unintentionally. Yeah. <laughs> so we kept going and we kind of, there's like the first three miles there. It's like uphills and stuff like that. But you essentially gain a little bit in elevation and then you come up on this point called Grassy Point. And we were like, okay, well, we'll stop there for lunch and and I, I've been, like I said, I've been, like, to that point. So I guess I've been three miles in. But anyway, I've been to that point. So I was like, okay, this is the farthest I've gone. I know that there's killer views. I know it's a really good place to stop. So we'll get up to this spot and have lunch because it'll be around, like, noon. So anyway, we get up to that point, And obviously, like, it's gorgeous. You see the backside of this, like, locally iconic mountain and it's you're just taking it all and you're like holy crap it's like 360 degree views and everything and then like I'm just trying to like get my like bearings on where this hike is going to take us now that we have a broad view mm-hmm. and I look and I'm like hey guys that's Mallard Peak and they're like oh right there because like right I don't know 
a mile away from us, there's this little peak. And I was like, no, back there. And that I think was the first time that we really got the scope of like, oh my God. <laughs> okay. We're we have, going clear over there. Yeah. We have some freaking ground to cover. Like it was in yeah. the background of where we were standing. So, and then knowing too, that we were going to loop kind of like loop around and then come down the drainage that we were almost looking into to start with. Like it's, it's like a giant U shape. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that for me was the first realization that like we have some work to put in. And so what, what did you guys think when that happened? Well, it's just crazy. Like when you're up there on the ridges and you're looking across like three or four or five more ridges, you're, you don't think like, oh, that's only 20 miles away. It seems like it should be so much further. So it, it's kind of humbling and exciting to know like, oh my gosh, we're going to cross all these other mountains before we get to mm-hmm. where we're going to be. Um, but it's also like, okay, we got a long freaking ways to go before <laughs> we're there. So it's, it's such a mix of emotions, you know? Yeah. I think my thought process was, I mean, I didn't really have a ton, but looking back, uh, I was, I feel like I was really crazy and I put a lot of trust in Kate for that one. <laughs> um, so if that doesn't say much about a ton about her character, which I mean, I, I do trust her so much and I definitely had full trust in her. I was like, all right, that seems really far, but I guess that's where we're going. Yeah. That's what we're doing. We're already I mean, out here. We might as well. I was like, there's, I mean, we weren't going to go back. Are you kidding me? Like yeah. it was yeah. kind of, I think, I think at that point too, it was getting, I was starting to get in that mindset, which I think is really cool of just like, all right, well, if uh shit hits the fan, Oh, sorry. Am I allowed to cuss? Yeah. On here? yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if uh shit hits the fan, then, um, you know what, how are we going to handle this? Cause we definitely, I think that was about the point we started seeing a little, our thunder rain, lightning is that when we saw our storm we we kind of like that was a couple miles right before the storm but we yeah i think that was like the i think that was like the point that we were like i i personally was having that self-realization of all right in here like you the only thing getting you out of here is yourself because Mm -hmm. um helicopters cannot land in there there Mm -hmm. was nowhere for a helicopter to land there's no tapping out there's no yep. throwing up your hands throwing in the towel i'm done i think yeah. that's about the point i was which i i am proud of myself for having that and if you can get in that mindset it will make you feel so powerful mm-hmm. yeah and it actually is kind of i think adrenaline has a lot to do with it as well yeah it's yeah. like that, that people talk about yeah it's, you know you it seems daunting like at that point i was like I'm the one that's essentially like taking us on this trip, like the logistics planner of all this. And so I worry about the burden of like what you guys are feeling. Like if you guys were like, Oh my God, I don't want to do this, but you guys are both super excited and your attitudes were amazing, which carried into my attitude of being like, okay, it's empowering. Like, let's do this. Let's get this done. Let's freaking go. And yeah. And you are on that hiker's high and you have adrenaline going. So, but you do, you have to be smart. Like Kenzie said, like, you have to step up your game and realize that it's up to you to get yourselves in and out of this situation. There's nobody else out here to hold your hand. And yeah, like you have to follow through with what you just started. So, and like that being said too, to put this in perspective, we're not out here hiking in like Grand Teton or Yellowstone or something like that, where there are hundreds of people on the trail. We didn't even see hardly any boots. 
Yeah. On like, our side of the trail, there was no... Yeah, this is not a popular trail whatsoever. Like, for um, the area, I feel like it's one of the more popular ones. But in the grand scheme of, like, typical hiking experiences, it is a very remote trail. So yeah, that added to, like, the seriousness of being like, okay, this is going to be kick-ass, but we also need to be smart out here and not get ourselves into trouble. Yeah. So. Well, I think along the lines with that, too, is, like, mentally, yeah, you have to be super prepared for really anything. But also, like, physically, like, we had Garmin, so we were able to reach somebody if we needed to. And just, like, everything that you need to carry in your pack, we had. So I, I think that also gives us a little more confidence because we planned ahead of time and we know kind of what to expect and we know what could go wrong and have the things that we need to have in case they did. So um, for anybody that's going to backpack, just make sure you do your research, too, and you are prepared for things that could go wrong. Yeah, and sometimes people think of, like, taking those extra precautions as being scared or paranoid. But to us, it's, like, we have that – we have our own back with that, and it's empowering. Like, knowing that we have that peace of mind of saying if stuff does go sideways, we have these tools to, you know, at least help. Like, it's still up to us to get ourselves out. But yeah. at least, like, emergency services can know, kind of like what we just experienced at the trailhead of someone getting extracted by yeah. such like you have to be able to contact them. So like Sarah said, like, just be smart, get the tools that you need. And with that, like the mindset of Kenzie of saying, okay, it's up to us, you know, like, let's be smart. So anyway, with all that being said, we had our little snack break and everything. And then we started moving forward and all of a sudden I started getting a headache at that point because I'm not the best with like eating a lot of food or enough. An it is my downfall. I'm not in <laughs> I don't eat an adequate amount of food on the trail and that's something that I've been really focusing on like getting better at (laughs) moving forward. But anyway, so I started getting a little bit of a headache and just totally gassed. Like my energy was starting to completely disintegrate. And then all of a sudden we hear thunder above us and we're like, Oh man, (laughs) we're on this ridge top. You're not supposed to be super high up in a thunderstorm. So we're like, okay, Let's see, like you can, we looked up and it's moving super fast. So we're like, okay, this will probably pass pretty quick. So we just took a break real quick to let the storm pass and everything. And it kind of rained on us a little bit, but we had tree coverage. So it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, And then we just kept trucking along. (laughs) And it was, we were on top of a ridge. So there was a little, like there was elevation gains, some elevation losses, all that kind of stuff. But it wasn't anything too extreme once we got that initial pitch out of the way. And five miles in, we saw our first lake. Yeah, about five miles, I'd say. Yeah. And thankfully, Sarah is the curious little soul who (laughs) was like, you know, I was sitting there and I was like, okay, I think the lake's right over this ridge. And she's like, well, I'm going to go take a peek over the edge. And she hikes up and takes a peek over the edge. And sure enough, the lake's right below that ledge that she was talking about. So we got to stop there. And taking the views and take pictures and all that kind of stuff. And that kind of fueled, fueled me back up personally. Cause I was gassed, like I said, but it fueled me back up and I was like, okay, this is, this is exciting. Like this is one of mm-hmm. the first checkpoints and have motivate us to keep going. Well, you were also dealing with, uh, your pack wasn't adjusted quite right where it was pinching your mm-hmm. back. And so we should have definitely, I feel like, stopped and for a little bit longer and got you adjusted again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the learning lessons. That, yeah. that was kind of 
kind of, I think, affecting things too. Because when you're not as comfortable as you can be when things start hurting, I definitely notice uh, everyone's mood kind of shifts a little bit. And not in a bad way. I mean, it's okay to it's okay to be moody while you're out there, yeah. I learned. Like, yeah. you're spending a very vulnerable and very long time with people. And emotions are raw and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. And that's why like it really does matter who you hike with because when you're in one of those lows, you have to either have someone who like gives you grace or helps like pull you back up, you know? So, cause yeah, my pack, it felt like a sheet metal was like digging into my sciatica. So. Mm, yeah. And that's where I stepped in and I was like, oh, hey, let me just take it for a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. We kind of tried to switch up, just changing packs out. Yeah. Tried to tried to get Kate comfortable again. Yeah, yeah. which was really helpful because her pack that she had was a lot more padded. Mine has zero padding on, like, the hip belt. And so that was, like, a huge help. Yeah. I think even just having, you know, figuring out that, like, the people that you're hiking with are just there for you. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> there's nothing worse than having, like, because, I mean – that's all you have is like your pack on you. And there's nothing worse than having something on your pack, like really, really bothering you for miles and miles and miles. Cause it's just going to like get worse and worse and worse. So um, yeah. yes. Thank you, Kenzie for you guys being able to switch because mm-hmm. I would have, but my pack's like 5,000 pounds. So <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I wouldn't have been helping very much. <laughs> well, and, and Kenzie and I are, so Kenzie's like probably two inches taller than me or an inch taller than me. I don't know. I'm like oh. five, seven lucky <laughs> i'm like five five and a half on a good day but good day. anyway our packs were adjusted to where like it would have made a lot more sense for kenzie and i to switch than sarah and i to switch because sarah is like 5 10 and her pack is made for someone who's 5 10 not for someone who's 5 5 yeah sarah or kate and i are in the same range sarah she's yeah, she's in her own range. I mean, Sarah, yeah. if her and I were ever like hiking by ourselves, then obviously we, we could adjust it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just nice because Kenzie was like, no, like literally, it was like that, like take the shirt off my back moment, but yeah. like my pack off my pack moment. <laughs> <laughs> so then I think when we started, when we started seeing the lakes after we saw like our last lake, I think is when I was having because there were there were it was cool like. There were so many lakes in there, but it was starting to get late. And that's when I started having a lot of my internal issues. I finally had to ask, I asked Kate, I don't remember if it was a day later that night. I can't remember, but I was definitely having my moments of why the heck am I doing this? I don't (laughs) do this anymore. My husband's going to kill me because I just bought all this gear to go backpacking and I hate backpacking. I was like, this is dumb. I was having like this whole little internal fit, like a five-year-old. I did not want to do it anymore. Then we got closer to our destination and I was like, okay, I was being a bit ridiculous because I started to fall in love with it again. But like, it definitely got daunting for a while. Like, I just felt like kind of like the views were still great. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like yeah, it was getting a little long. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like I hope you don't feel bad because I I feel like everybody at some point in like a backpacking trip goes through that 
And some people like, sometimes you go through it more than once. You just like, are like, why the heck am I out here? Why am I doing this? Like I'm in the middle of nowhere. This is terrifying. I'm away from my comforts. I know we talk about like getting out of our comfort zone a lot. And that's like such a huge piece of it is like, you're mm-hmm. not snuggled up on the couch watching TV with your loved ones. You know, you're literally out in the middle of nowhere doing this to push your your mind, your body, your soul, literally everything. And sometimes it doesn't feel worth it. But then like on our trip, we go over a ridge and we see Heart Lake where we're about to like backpack down and camp in. And it's like, okay, this is where it all makes sense. Like this is where it's worth it, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, it's such but- a roller coaster of emotions and yeah. It's kind of frustrating, and honestly, yeah. like to go through all of that and like, look back. It's just like, why can't I just enjoy Like, why can't you just enjoy it a hundred percent of the time? But I think that with what Sarah is saying is getting out of that comfort zone mm-hmm. and it like, it gets better. Cause like the hike Kate and I just did in October, that was horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was horrible because of the uphill battle, <laughs> literally the uphill battle we had to go through. But at the same time, I mean, it was fantastic. And it was, uh, the mindset was better, but it was still there where it was like frustrating because you're just like, this just kind of sucks a lot. It was a lot more of like an elevation grind. Oh, the elevation grind was insane, to say the least. But (laughs) in the heart, like it wasn't too much elevation. It was just more of like, I don't know. We had external, well, I mean like bodily struggles more than anything like Kenzie's hip flexor was flaring up her left hip flexor my right flex hip flexor was flaring up my ankle was flaring up her ankle was flaring up my pack was pinching me apparently Sarah's, I have weak ankles yeah <laughs> and then Sarah we talked we touched on this a couple episodes ago but she has patellar tendinosis so then her knees are acting up so like and not to mention all of those bodily struggles you're already like pushing your body and it's achy and then you have this mental struggle in between your two ears that's saying like, why the hell am I doing this? Why am I out here? Now I'm stuck out here. Like, you know, what, what the hell am I doing? But it's like delayed gratification. So yes, you have like your inner toddler who's throwing a fit, but then you also keep persevering through that. And then once you get to the end goal or you get past that, then you can look back and be like, I am so freaking glad that I just pushed through that internal struggle and kept going. And then you have that like delayed gratification and it's amplified out there like all of that and being proud of yourself for continuing on like all that is just amplified out there so yeah we crest over into heart lake and i think you weren't the only one feeling like that like i wasn't to that point quite yet but i was just like all right i'm ready to be at camp like i'm hungry you know and and everything but heart lake for those of you who haven't been or maybe never will be it is freaking stunning Mm -hmm. it is incredible so that was definitely like okay this is this is worth it this whole experience is worth it and it's you know we're eight miles in and some people some people go like 25 miles in a day and that's totally cool but we also have 40 pound packs on all of us are coming off of injuries and all of us are like not in the best shape of our life so yeah I don't know, like hike your own hike. And if you are someone who hikes 25 miles in a day, I admire you, but we were out there hiking our own hike and pushing our own bodies and mentalities. And at that point, eight miles for us, we were ready to be a camp hiking aspect of the day. So we start working our way down and it's a little bit more technical of a descent. Like you're coming over a little bit, your rocks and stuff like that. Still a nice trail, but 
it's downhill is sometimes just as hard as uphill mm -hmm. muscles. So we come down into Heart Lake and we also hadn't seen anybody else the entire day. And we drop our packs, we find our camp. We're like, heck yes. And this little kid, I turn around and this little kid is standing there and it scared the absolute crap out of me. Like <laughs> I, I jumped, he jumped. I was like, holy crap. Dude's just holding a fishing pole in his hand. An innocent. It was awesome. And he's probably like seven or eight maybe. And he's like, hi. And I was like, hi, are you guys camping here too? And he's like, yeah. And then he's like, do you guys want to see the goats? And we're like, heck yeah, we want to see the freaking goats, dude. Like, that's why I packed my butt into these places. Right. And so he takes it, like, we're on the edge of the lake, and he takes us over to where we can see. And to give you guys kind of like a geographical reference, it's a it's like a giant granite bowl, essentially. And, like, one side of it kind of drops off into this big drainage. So... We're looking up on the big bowl, like on the face of the granite rocks and everything, and the lake's pretty freaking huge, so you have to really like pay attention to where you're looking. But we look over and we see these goats, and that was just that was such a cool experience. Like I love seeing mountain goats because to me, you kind of have to work for that experience. Like mm -hmm. most of the goats are places where you have to work to go see them. So I was like, all right, heck yeah, we're in goat territory. This is where this is where we like to be, and it was just like this big thankful experience of like having a beautiful camp mm -hmm. that whole just getting to camp was awesome like we all dropped our packs and like booked it to get down to the water mm -hmm. like we just wanted to go sit like I took my shoes off and I put on my camp shoes which are I call them my nachos they're my knockoff chacos <laughs> um, from Walmart they're fantastic um, I threw those on and I went down to the water and I really wanted to get in, but it was breezy. I'm a water person. I, I would have swam all day if I, if it was warm enough, but, um, got my feet in the water and oh, I think we were all just happy to be. <laughs> yeah. It was one of those, like another moment where you just like feel revived because you're like, oh, I freaking made it. I feel like so happy and cozy now. And like makes it all worth it again. Um, so we get all settled into camp. We get our tents up. Everything's great. Everyone's feeling so tired from the day, getting cozy in camp, you know. And I know I'm not the only one that thinks this, but like camping in a tent in the backcountry is probably my least favorite aspect of backpacking because I get so terrified of like what's around me because you can't see. It's dead quiet most of the time. Um, if you're lucky, I guess I should say now <laughs> it's quiet. <laughs> and I don't, I just get super spooked. And anyway, so Kate and I were sharing a tent. Kenzie had her own tent like right next to us. Kenzie just freaking passes out, no problems. She's like snuggled up over there. And Kate and I, um, we, we weren't so lucky. We <laughs> get in our tent. <laughs> And we're just hanging out. And for some reason, both of us were just freaking wired. I don't know if it's just adrenaline from the day or what, but we weren't, we weren't tired at all. So we're just laying there, like trying to force ourselves to get to sleep and it's not working. So we're talking and then the wind starts to pick up. And, and let me just interject right here real quick. Okay. I was a little sketched because where our tent was, there was this like half dead hemlock tree 
that had been topped out leaning slightly toward where our tent was and i was like i i was side eye in that thing the entire time we were at camp but i didn't want to like be the paranoid person of being like we need to move all of our stuff so anyway but in my i was like oh no i, I think it'll be okay without like major wind because it wasn't windy at that point it was just yeah. freezing so then the wind hit then mm -hmm. i was like oh shoot like should we really move our tent right that right now like is this tree gonna fall on us you know like you're going through all the risk assessment crap in the middle of the freaking night it's a new move there's zero light outside like all this kind of stuff and it, I'd, I'd kind of fall asleep and then a new like it was like the wind was cyclical so we we're laying there and then you could hear it coming up the giant drainage and it was like Ooh, and then it would hit the pole and it'd be like, like just freaking out of shit in the bowl and so then i'm like okay bing like i'm awake yeah. hopefully it'll get smushed and then it would <laughs> and then it would die down and then five minutes later i'd be sitting there and i'd be like okay almost to sleep and then you hear whoosh again and so cycling like every five freaking minutes so i was getting like five minutes of sleep and then i wake back up and then five minutes of sleep and then i wake back up and it was yeah. just it was exhausting and so then finally you know we fall asleep probably around like four ish five and because the wind had died down and but that was when the fog and the crappy weather had set in so we wake up and we think that we're just gonna get like the coolest morning alpine glow on the on the peaks and everything and yeah. uh, nope <laughs> nope not not even it was like a fog like all we saw was fog we were expecting like a clear beautiful like sunrise mm -hmm. to like show the granite and stuff but no yeah no we woke up in the morning started making breakfast and everything and we got a late start that morning though yeah. i think because we kept trying to wait out the weather and lesson learned that if you're in a bowl like that i think the weather is just going to kind of be there it's just gonna stay there i think i think that was just kind of part of being down there is the weather just kind of sucked mm -hmm. yeah so we waited Quite a while, actually. We didn't get out of there for a while, but then took off. Yeah. And you have to hike back, like, partial part of the way out of the bowl, and then it kind of, like, branches off again and continues along the trail. So we get going. It starts to rain on us, and we're just like, whatever. We're just going to keep going and get out of this nasty, like, cloud cover and everything. So we keep going up and going along our happy little way and the weather like we did the weather did break finally and that was really nice so i mean still i will say like it's still freaking gorgeous where we're at so yeah we're dealing with weather and stuff like that but it's still gorgeous what i yeah. thought was cool about like that part of the trail is literally we were on i felt like we were like we were on the face of a mountain yeah you almost feel like a little mountain goat yourself because that's like the trails we were on like trails that mountain goats pretty much bebop around on because like Kenzie said we're on a face of cliffs which I love too so mm -hmm. it was awesome so yeah she's not afraid of heights we talked about that in the last episode I had I was fine because it was like it was wide enough where I was like I feel grounded and safe but it was definitely very craggy and cliffy and awesome and ominous and beautiful and yeah mm -hmm. so anyway we kept going along that and we had this plan to summit mallard peak because there's a lookout up up there and like we all really really love lookouts and one of my goals is to hit all the lookouts before i'm 30 in clearwater county 
So anyway, so we're like, okay, we, we got to go like bag this lookout, bag this peak. And you come, like we drop down back into timber because we had to go down in elevation to come back up. So I don't know. At that point, we, we were kind of cruising that day. We were doing pretty good that day. It was pretty, yeah. it was pretty level. Yeah. I want to say flat, but it, the trail was better for the beginning of that day. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it was and cool it, because at one point, like the day before, we could see the the lookout like way in the distance it was kind of mm -hmm. like in the cloud so one thought was like oh my gosh like that's where we're going we have a little ways to get there it's gonna be so cool when we do get there but it was covered in clouds so i was like that freaking thing if i'm a hike of my butt all the way up there we better get some views because there ain't nothing worse than hiking up really a mountain and it being cloudy yeah and the plan too like this day the second day plan <laughs> that was supposed to happen was we were supposed to go from our camp to summit the peak and then come down off the peak and camp a couple miles past that so it was going to be like a six mile day and then we we're going to hike the rest of the way out the next day so that's just just keep in mind like that's what we were planning on doing <laughs> so anyway again kate's not the smartest with food apparently and i ate not enough and then i also ate biscuits and gravy for breakfast that i don't recommend and i got heartburn so we start back up like getting ready to climb up this mountain and i'm gassed again i have heartburn my ankle hurts my hip flexor is not working kenzie gets in like this stride and she's just like and we all told each other we're like if you feel good keep going like you don't have to like get held up like we'll meet each other you know once we get to this point like just stop when you get to a good point to stop so kenzie just like clicks it into over gear she's like okay let's go and she goes up this incline i was just like i'm gonna have to just buckle down and do this and so one of my favorite words is grit mm -hmm. and i was just saying and it's just you got to find your grit and i was like okay like this is i was ready to push myself that day so i just was like all right kate sarah like i'm just gonna take off like I, I'm not going to keep stopping. And they were like, yeah, go for it. So I went and holy smokes, like I was actually really proud of myself. And there for a while, I was like, am I being cheesy? But out loud, I was saying to myself, I was like, wow, this is your grit. You are finding your grit. Like, this is awesome. Like, go you, look at you go, look at your able body carrying you up this, this incline. Like it was, it was cool. And then I like I, I stopped a couple times to take pictures, but and then meanwhile I <laughs> in this moment I'm like having the temper tantrum in my head. <laughs> and I'm like I'm like cussing out my hip flexor, cussing out my ankle, cussing out my heartburn in my head, and I'm like, oh this fucking sucks. Like, oh my god, my leg will freaking move. Like my hip flexor won't even lift my leg up, and I was just like. But at that point, still, like, it's, like, a different level of great. I was, like, I have no choice. Like, you just have to keep going, even if I'm going a lot slower. And Sarah was kind of, like, the little medic in between. And she was, like, okay, making sure that, like, Kenzie was. A safe know, distance like, away. <laughs> yeah. And then making sure that, like, I'm making it. Like, my crippled butt is, like, making it. <laughs> and I'm not, I do not. Like, my first instinct is not to take painkillers. I don't care, like, if other people do, but they just don't, I don't know, they don't, like, mesh with me very well, I guess. And so, you know, it's bad when, like, I'm taking painkillers. So I asked her, I'm like, yo, <laughs> you know, like, what you got? What you got for me? 
I pull out like this bag of stuff. I'm like, what you need? You need Tums for your heartburn. You need some like anti-inflammatories for everything else you've got going on. I'm like, what else do you need? Yeah. So anyway, so she gets me all set up and everything. She's a little like medic kit lady, which I'm so thankful for. And then I start to feel good and everything. We crest up this like initial incline and everything. And we're like, cool beans. And so we stop, we have another lunch and I don't know. Just like I think we little... thought we were a lot closer at that point too, but we actually still had a long ways until we got to the base of Mallard, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Because yeah. we still so, had to go over like that rock. That big yeah, white field. Fate. Yeah. That was Which, cool. That, I don't know if I like told you guys, I did, I, I think I told you guys this on trail, but it's like this giant chalice field of like bright white granite and huge boulders too and for me personally that was probably one of the freaking coolest moments because mallard from i mean you can see it from like 100 air miles away if you know what to look for because of that chalice field and i was hoping that we would hike across that because i was like this is to me this is very iconic and this is a mountain that i've been wanting to hike for a very long time and so we come up on that big rock face it's huge and i was like Oh, this is cool. like in that moment, I was just taking it all in. I was like, I can't believe I'm actually standing here. Like all of the pain, all the struggle, all the heartburn, all the internal crap that every one of us through at that point, I was like, this is so worth it. Like this is so, it was such a proud moment for me. So I was really soaking all that in. Um, I just want to say that like that boulder field we crossed, it was, like, I feel like it was like a movie moment almost like, mm -hmm playing it back in my head and like watching the videos and stuff I took. And like Kate said, it's very iconic in the North Fork. And a couple weeks ago I was out riding buggies with my dad and we were over at Bald Mountain, which is like miles and miles and miles away. And you could see, like you can see this like boulder field from like miles away. And so it's just really cool to like know like, hey, I was like, we backpacked through that, you know? and. It's just a really indescribable feeling. Yeah. To know that you're actually there. Like yeah. firsthand yeah. experience, you are standing exactly where you've been looking from miles away this whole time. Yep. So it was about from camp to the base of Ballard Peak. I think it was like almost almost four miles, mm -hmm. I believe. Yeah. And um, so in that time, we had not, see again, had not seen people. So we saw the people at camp. And then we saw our second set of people, which they were at the base of Mallard. They were an interesting group. It was a grandpa and a, a boy, a grandson, and their two dogs, which was cool. I like dogs. Um, but so since we were just summiting Mallard and coming back, we actually dropped our packs. And we kind of, you just like kind of hide them in the brush a little bit and just pray that people are kind and don't mess with your stuff. But that was challenging because I think we were just I was tired I was struggling I was so excited to summit Mallard but I guess I wasn't ready for how pretty it was going to be so I was pretty underwhelmed at first so we went up it and then we kind of were spaced out pretty far but then when we could start to see the lookout tower we all one thing I'm super love that we did for each other was we're like, well, we're going, like, we're walking this last little bit, like together. Like we wanted to come up on it together because it was all of our first time being there. 
And I just felt like that was really important. And I'm glad that we were all on the same page with that. I really appreciated that. Um, and then we got up there and it was super awkward. Cause like the lookout tower, it's not manned. We didn't think, cause we're like, Oh yeah, no, it's not man. Like no one's up there. Sarah goes over and I was like, Oh, you should see if you can open the door. And Sarah goes over and looks. And at the time she like grabbed the door, someone like pushed it open or like, was it, they pushed it open or a head appeared. As I'm like reaching for the door handle, the door has a window on it and a person just like pops up <laughs> and I scream and they like open the door as I'm like trying to open the door and this guy's just standing there and I'm like what the heck just happened and I'm like oh and then I'm like sorry I didn't know anybody would be in here so I'm thinking it's like forest service and they're because they're like inviting us in and I was like yeah I want to go talk to them like if they're actually like with them no it was just four dudes mm-hmm. camping yeah. well, which fine, was... But it was awkward because we only thought there were three and then one just like moved on the floor and i was like oh dear goodness it's like four o'clock in the afternoon three o'clock in the afternoon and this dude's napping it was it was interesting it was it was weird and we're just like yeah we're gonna go and then we spent like oh we spent so much time up there which like sarah and i kind of we wa- we were able to walk around like the whole thing and get all the views and stuff like that and, and kate's like i'm gonna stay on this nice big flat rock that mm-hmm. i know is uh mm-hmm. not too Safe. close to the edge for me <laughs> but we took pictures for her on the sides that she yes. didn't want to go explore which is fine yeah but we sat up there for a long time and i think what was really cool was that we could look back at like where we had come from Mm -hmm. and that was beautiful Mm -hmm. like that was probably the most beautiful part is like looking back where we came from those views were insane Mm -hmm. and we could see so far i think our summit was seven thousand six hundred yeah so no it was right under seven thousand it was was like oh no six six thousand nine hundred something like that yeah something something around that so Obviously not, like, the tallest peak out there. Yeah, where we live, we're at, like, sea level down in, like, the towns around where we live. And so all the mountains behind us are usually around, like, 7,000 feet if it's, like, the peaks. So that was high. Yeah. We were high. Yeah. We could see the Seven Devils. We could see over, like, to Grangeville area. Like, it was... It was cool. Mm-hmm. We're pretty sure we probably were looking into Montana. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> For sure. Absolutely. And we could have spent all day there, honestly. Yeah. Like, we were just really enjoying ourselves. The wind didn't even phase us because we enjoyed it so yeah. much. I thought it was cool because literally the day before, we were ridges and ridges, peaks away, looking up at this lookout. And then to be standing at it, looking back to where we were looking at the day before, it just... Just knowing, like, my body climbed over that mountain and that mountain and that mountain and that mountain to get to where we're standing now. It's just a really, like, humbling experience and just made it so much more beautiful. Yeah, and, like, for me up there, I like I like maps, right? So I felt like I had, like, just taken little Kate and, like, dropped her right in, like, this 3D map. So I'm sitting up there familiarizing myself from a totally different perspective that I've never had before with all these places that I have been and cause that's like, that's, that's literally like the, the area of the United States, like the wilderness area that has shaped who I am as a human being. So like I'm up there just in awe. And I'm like, I've looked at this so many freaking times and I'm finally standing here. And the only way that you can get here is by foot, like, mm-hmm. or maybe by a horse. I don't think you can even really get to the top of that with a horse, but 
you know what I'm saying? So that like moment of just honestly, like as corny as it sounds like sheer gratitude that I was sitting in that spot hit me pretty hard. And I think that was probably one of the most rewarding hikes I've ever done because like I said, like that's just so near and dear to my heart and familiar and it was really cool. And, um, something that I'm really grateful for and I'll never forget. I feel like it was definitely our calm before our storm. <laughs> oh, calm before oh, the boy. shit storm, that's it for was, sure. Um, downhill from there on out yep. in more ways than we could have ever expected. <laughs> but it has given us such a good story to tell. Guys, it's Kate. I had to interject right here because we had a couple technical difficulties. But we were essentially just uh, starting to talk about the beginning of the end of the trip. So we were about nine miles from the trailhead that we were going to come out at with my pickup. And we were intending on just going a couple more miles and then setting up camp and hiking out the remaining mileage on Sunday. And so we start down this trail and we immediately just start seeing a huge amount of fresh uh, predator sign. And we were like, mm, this is a little uncomfy. So we keep going and um, we're like, whatever, we'll just put this behind us, get a couple miles under our belts and then set up camp. Well, it gets really thick, and, like, for those of you who haven't been where we were, it is thick, thick timber and brush, and it's steep, and you're on single track. So, you essentially have to have, like, a flat open area, which is few and far between, to camp, and they're usually, like, designated little camp spots. Well, not, it's, like, backcountry. Like, it's just flat, and there's enough room for a tent. So, there really weren't many options <laughs> to stop and camp. But anyway, we kept going and our first clue that the trail was not maintained probably should have been when we had to switch back down onto the actual like trail that led to the end of the trailhead that we were on off of the trail that we were on coming off of Mallard and there was a huge blowdown across it and we almost missed it. That should have been our first clue, but we were like, yeah, no, it's whatever. Kept going. Um, and then for those of you who don't know what a Widowmaker is like the tree. It is a fallen tree that didn't fall all the way to the ground. It got hung up on another tree. And those are extremely dangerous to be around and be walking under because you never know when they're actually going to end up falling the rest of the way. So anyway, there was a lot of those in the timber that we were walking through. And at one point we were crossing over a fallen log that was leaning against a Widowmaker and the Widowmaker started to settle well, we thought it was starting to fall because that's what it sounded like. So we took off running and luckily it didn't fall. It just settled a little bit more into the tree that it was leaning on. So it was just, our senses were definitely heightened. Um, our awareness was definitely heightened and it was not a friendly place to be in, especially because there's nowhere to camp. So <laughs> we were like, all right. So at one point we stopped and we were kind of all looking at each other and there was like this elephant in the room of like, should we just like bomb out of here? Like keep going for the rest of the, the trip. And I finally brought it up and I was like, hey, what do you guys think about like doing something real stupid? <laughs> we were all like, yeah, we're on the same page. Like, let's just bomb out of here. So we got on the Garmin. We messaged um, my husband and Kenzie's husband and then our friend that were camped like essentially at the trailhead we were coming out just a couple miles past it 
And we were like, hey, we're going to come out tonight. Just to let you know, we're probably going to come out in the dark, but that's the plan. So then we loaded up on ibuprofen because we knew what was about to happen was going to hurt, um, especially with Kenzie and I's ankle and hip injuries and Sarah's knees. We were just like, yeah, this is going to suck. So let's just like push through it and prepare for it. And yeah, then we went about our merry way. And here's the rest of the story. So this is the part when things get interesting. Mm -hmm. This was like the highlight of the trip. We try not to, I try not to focus too much on it because it might seem a little negative, but in the, in the moment it was extremely, uh, (laughs) scary, not scary. No. Um, we had a lot going through, I would say a lot of adrenaline, a lot of emotion, a lot of stress. Yeah. It was stressful in the moment, but then getting done with it and knowing that we were safe and okay, we were like, we kind of laughed. 10 would do again. We kind of laughed yeah. at ourselves. We were like, wow, we were a bit ridiculous. Yeah. But we were like, all right, let's do this. And kicked it into gear and we're going down the trail. And the down trees at that point were pretty few and far between. Like, they were definitely there, mm-hmm. but there was less of them than what was coming. And we didn't know that. So we were making pretty good time. And there was still a ton of predator signs. So we were like, yeah, like, we just need to be on, like, our A game. Be careful. And we get down to this little knob and it's a camp spot. Like it's an open camp spot. That was actually really pretty. Mm-hmm. And, but at that point we were already decided that we were going to keep going. So yeah, I we were like, already sketched out. <laughs> yeah. So I like stop and I'm like, okay, should we camp here? Do you guys want to stop? How are you feeling? Like we all just checked in with each other and everything. And we're like, nope, let's keep going. And <laughs> we come around like, I don't know, 50 more yards and we come around the trail and it, the trail looped around this knob that the campsite was on. And we come around the trail and there is a huge steaming pile of bear poop. Like the freshest pile of bear poop I personally have ever seen. With uh-huh. And we were like, all right, good decision. Like, I don't really want to pitch a tent right here in this little guy's bedroom. Home. Yeah. <laughs> so keep going. And we're just trucking along. Like, we're just trying to go as fast as we can. And we get down on this canyon. And... Uh, we come up on another campsite and there's people in it that were kind of weird. I mean, I'm not trying to be a judge, judgy person, but they were just kind of giving off like an oddball vibe. The general, mm-hmm. they were weird. Yeah. Like they weren't very welcoming. They were very standoffish. So we come in and the whole bear situation gets brought up and they were like, yeah, we just saw it up on the ridge. Like you guys just came from and we're like, oh, nice. That's cool. Confirmation. Neat. So we're like, okay, well, that's behind us at least. And then we enter freaking Jumanji. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, I've been on a lot of trails before, and this was the worst trail that I think I've ever been on in my entire life. Like, yeah. I'm just going to preface with that because... Half the time, I don't even think we we were... Like, you wouldn't even have known that you were on a trail. Yeah. No. Because it was so overgrown, and there was so many deadfalls. Yeah. It turned into a legit obstacle course. And, like, there was really, like, foliage-type, ferny stuff going on. But it was probably, like, chest high, shoulder high mm-hmm. on this trail. And um, so we're going through that. And then we hit an absolute freaking obstacle course of deadfalls. Like, yeah. And just a rem- reminder that we all have 40-pound packs on our backs. Yeah trying to like go over and under trees. Yeah. yeah. And so, you can't watch the person in front of you because how Kate 
yeah, goes under because legs, <laughs> um, lack thereof legs for Kate. <laughs> she can't go. She's going under. Sarah's going over. And then me, I'm like a middle. So, like yeah. I'm right. I'm right in the middle of these two. So I'm like, so which direction do I go? We're getting stuck. We're slipping. Mm -hmm. It was, it was great. Yeah. And at that point, like, I'm not going to lie. I was so pissed off. Like, at these stupid trees. Like, yeah. we got a couple of videos and I was dropping bombs. I was so frustrated. <laughs> and I was trying to keep the morale up because I was like, oh, my God. Like, there, we have this picture. And in one picture, I think there's, like, eight trees. Mm -hmm. Just, like, boom, 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 boom. And that was like that for miles. So yeah. it was just – it was so frustrating because at that point, like, there's no – turning around you don't you, there's no campsites like we had blown past the only two options that we had had we're in predator country like there's still a ton of predator sign there is no option for camping like the trail that we're on you step one little inch off the trail and it's up or down and yeah. it's brush and like we were in stuff. a draw so i mean it yeah there was just no flattening out thick like it's not like huge alpine stuff where the trees are spaced out it is thick timbered backcountry crush and at this point we're chasing the sunset like yeah we're trying to make it back to the trailhead before the sun goes down um i remember looking at the time on my phone and it was like 7 20 and yeah. i was yeah. like we are literally racing against the <laughs> clock here because with the new with the having no moon it was oh dark. my god mm -hmm. it was so spooky yeah dark like you can't see three feet in front of you but so then all the deadfalls and everything, like finally we get past all those and it opened back up, like the trail opened back up for trees, but it was still all that like really tall foliage. So we're just trudging through Jumanji at that point. Like, yeah, the only way we kind of knew where we were going, well, it was either like up a mountain or down a mountain, but Kate had saved the trail on her phone. So we were strictly going off of like, gps navigation stuff at this point because you could not see a trail anywhere yeah and so we just kept going along and it, it like yeah one foot after the other and we were calling out rocks calling out stumps like yeah. just because you at can't that, see like well, you can't. and at that point we were in such a hurry to get out of there to um i think we did a good job of making a mental note of like hey yes we're in a rush like we're trying to get out of here but this is when injuries happen mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we don't need someone rolling and breaking an ankle yeah, yeah. so like, that's also yet another thing you have to be mindful of yeah so we had that so like kate's calling off like rock left you know stump right all the you know yeah and we we, we were hauling yeah yeah we and then it finally like the sunset it got dark and at that point we were just like okay we're two miles out i think like yeah, two, i think two we were just miles yeah. out at that point when it like actually got dark so we're trudging along in the dark um i had a really nice like headlamp thing that's more like a light bar on your head which i highly 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 recommend especially for situations like this hey yeah. mom it's on my amazon wish list if you're listening to yeah. this and then <laughs> Kenzie, you didn't have anything i had a flashlight you had a flashlight and a walmart flashlight yeah, sarah had <laughs> sarah had a uh beanie with like these little lights on the front of it so like not the best light but i feel like it was good enough for you guys because I had that big headlamp to like yeah. go in the front. So anyway, so we're like stacked on top of each other 
and it's me, Kenzie, and then Sarah in the back. And <clears throat> just freaking trudging along, like hauling ass. And at that point, I was like, in my head, I was like, okay, we need to like distract ourselves and talk about something like positive. I and also this part. we need to be loud <laughs> because we don't want to spook a bear. Like we don't want to come across a predator. Like that's when usually it's not in a good situation. So you want to be loud. Like you want to make noise. You don't want to like come up on something. And so we start just talking about the most random crap. Like what's your favorite childhood memory? What's your favorite game to play? Like, Oh, my favorite one was when we were talking about what's your favorite thing to buy at Costco. Yeah. <laughs> Highly recommend just like having those conversations because we definitely were doing the hay bear, mm -hmm. but that just got we got in so much of a cadence and it mm -hmm. was just it, like I think it was scary. It was adding to a lot of the stress and anxiety as yeah. well. So yeah. we were coming up with topics and we were yelling for <laughs> for every predator to hear. Yeah, we were like, right. okay, we're coming. We sounded like a herd of elephants coming down the trail because we we're like, get out of the freaking way! Like we don't want to encounter anything on the trail. We're coming through. And so anyway, so then I keep going and everything. And that just goes on for about a mile and a half. And we keep referencing our GPS. And all of a sudden, like, we come up on this little switchbacky thing. And then it turns into this old, 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 like, logging road. So it widens out into the size of a road. But it's obviously closed down to traffic. And it's all brushed over and everything. So we're like, okay, like, we should be getting closer to the trailhead. And we're trucking along still. It's pitch freaking black. Can't see anything past what our lights, like our headlamps are showing us. And we hear this like screech up in the, <laughs> up in front of us. And I heard it and I was like, oh my God, like I don't, I hope they, I hope they didn't hear that. Like we just have to keep going. And then it goes off again and we're closer to it. And then it goes off again. And then Sarah's like, guys, what is that? And Kenzie and I, at like the same time, Kenzie's like bird. And I was like, screech out. Like at the same time, <laughs> we just like decided that's what it was, even though we didn't know, which I, I do think it was a screech out, but yeah, whatever. It was just a noise in the woods. And so we go right by it and it goes off again. And we're like, okay, bye. <laughs> like whatever you are, see you later. Keep trucking along. And then we stop for a second and I'm looking at the map and for some reason, like before this trip, I had studied this story. Like I could have literally drawn it almost perfectly, like by memory. And we're looking at this map and this is the part that screwed with me. I'm going to try to like articulate in my brain what was happening. Okay. We're going towards the trailhead where my truck is. I can see that on the map, but there's no like trailhead icon right there it's just like that's where this ends like this trail ends well there's a trailhead icon like miles down this road past where I'm saying like this is where my truck is well in that moment I don't know why like my brain was like holy shit did I just like miscalculate how far it is to where my actual truck is like is this original spot where I thought the trailhead is is that actually where my truck is parked and I started second guessing myself and you got to realize like I'm second guessing myself as the leader of an extremely freaking stressed out bunch of women. <laughs> I was trying like, not to be too stressed, but I did rear end Kate. Yeah. Like, you three times. Times. <laughs> a couple times. And so I, then like the guilt washes over me. Cause I'm like, am I about to have to like relook at this and say, we have to go three plus more miles. Like, mm -hmm. did I miscalculate where my truck's going to be? So then the fear starts to set in for me that I just ruined this entire night for everybody. And I'm like, oh my God, here we go. And so Kenzie at that point, she's like, let's just keep going. Like, I don't want to 
feel like a sitting duck. Like, let's just keep going. So we're going along. And while we're walking in my head, I'm like staring at the map in my head, like picturing this map. And I'm like, okay, no. And I'm like calculating how the road is and everything. I'm like, no. At that point, I was like talking myself back into that confidence. And I was like, no, I know that we're on the right spot. Like my truck is going to be up here somewhere. Like, and at that point, like I talked myself back into it, 90% sure there's still that 10% gap of like, oh shit, this might be a like really long night. But I was like, no, I think my truck's going to be right here. So keep going. And then we hear a truck. I was like, that's Ryan's pickup. And then I saw, we could see he had his light bar on. And so you could like see it coming around the corner. And we all just took off Mm -hmm. running. I didn't even know if they were behind me, but apparently they were. But I took off running. I was like, that is my pickup. Like I'm, I'm going. And I guess, Kate and Sarah are right behind me, just hot on my heels. And the boys just pull up and they're, you know, they're having a great time. They have beverages. They're all warm and cozy in the pickup and just they like, have no idea what we just they went have through. No idea what we just went through. The amount of adrenaline that we were on, like at that point. And this is just to put into perspective how dark it was. Okay. Between where we heard Ryan's pickup and where he pulled up at the trailhead. It was a straight shot, and in the daylight, you could have seen my pickup parked at the trailhead. It was so freaking dark, and it was probably, like, 20 yards. Yeah. yeah. We couldn't we didn't see it. anything. We had no idea that we were at the trailhead at that point, other than, We like, didn't ran, run very far. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We had no idea that we were right there. Like, that's how dark it was. So, even if Ryan wanted to come up, like, we would have popped out and been right there. But it was, like, that wash of, like, relief over you of knowing, like, one – People that you know are about to, like, meet you at the trailhead that you're coming out of, like, what seems like a freaking haunted house. Or just people in general, knowing that yeah, yeah, there honestly, was people, people in general would have been just nice. We're just nice to see at that point. Yeah, before Kenzie registered that it was uh, Ryan's diesel, like, that sound, I was like, I heard the truck and I was like, oh, thank God. Like, thank yeah. God that there's a human being. And then she's like, that's Ryan. And I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> It was like next level excitement. So anyway, so then, yeah, we got back to my pickup. I've never been more thankful in my life to see my truck and my husband and people. And we all went a little delusional at that yeah. point too, because we kind of like I think we kind of started coming down off that adrenaline high, and we were just like, "Whoa!" We were like that was a lot. Yeah. And then, because at that point, that was thirteen miles. Like that day was thirteen miles. Yeah, that's the end of the trail. It was like. 13 miles in that. So that's why we did 22 miles in two Two days. days. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, I don't know. It was like 13 and a half, I guess. Yeah. It was 13 It was just like right under 22 miles total. But yeah. So we get done, throw our bags in the back, get in my pickup, follow them back down to, to their camp. And then all of the adrenaline starts wearing off. All the pain meds had worn off. Oh my gosh, the pain in our bodies. Yeah. That was insane. I could literally barely walk. Like it took everything everything in me to walk, to move Mm -hmm. my freaking body. Like my body was like, uh, I'm done. I am done. Like we would, I would like, I don't know about you guys, but I would sit down in my chair and I'd feel fine. I'm like, oh yeah, this feels good. And then I would get up to move mm-hmm. and my body would be like, no, you just need to just chill for a little bit. Yeah. I was like trying to move like a stone sculpture. <laughs> like, yeah. No. So that was very eye opening of how intense adrenaline truly is. Cause the whole, the whole hike down, I was like, I feel good. Like, yeah. I feel mm-hmm. great. I felt like an athlete. I was like, heck yeah. Like, especially running at the end with 40 pound yeah. pack yeah, on we- your pack. 
Yeah. Yeah. We ran, I mean, we were, we had a couple little spots where we had to kind of run, but we were hoofing it down. Like any time that we could get any kind of like speed, we were hoofing it. Like yeah. we were making really good time. So I think we got back to the camp at like nine, nine o'clock at night. Something like that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was dark. So it was very intense. <laughs> I think the boys honestly were kind of like, I think it, it made them realize like how much we had just done and like gone through. Cause they were like, Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were like, wow, you guys are uh, pretty uh, badass, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> in the moment, it was terrible. But now looking back on it, I'm like, I would do it again. Yeah. And knowing yeah. now that we ended up being safe, like just having that peace of mind that we made it out of there. I'm like, that wasn't that bad. Like that wasn't that big of a deal. I think the yeah. biggest is reflecting on how we, what we did to maintain our safety. Mm-hmm. Just being aware. And sanity. And like sanity. you have to keep it cool. Like. I do know this isn't to like say that we handled it perfectly, but I do know people who would have like mentally broke in that situation. And I'm really, really thankful that all of us were just like, you, you literally turn on everything that you have within your mind and your body. And you're just like, this is going to be okay. Like we're yeah. going to do everything we can to be okay in yeah. this moment. Yeah. So, it's a really cool experience. It'll really make you figure out what you're capable of. Mm-hmm. And I think that of coming back to the purpose, like why Sarah started this podcast, getting out of your comfort zone. Like that was something I feel like you guys were even out of your comfort zone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I was freaking spooked. Yeah. Sarah was, Sarah doesn't like bears at all. Yeah. I don't like, I just don't like yeah. darkness around me. Yes. Yes. So I think. No, even, even when you've been faced with hard situations, I feel like even going out and still putting hard situations Mm -hmm. in your life is good for you. Yeah. And there's like, there's stuff that can happen to you in life. And then there's stuff that you can like, the experiences that you put yourself in that push yourself. And I feel like there's a different kind of gratification in that after you're done, because you're just like, holy crap. Like, yeah, I chose to do this. I stuck with doing this. I followed through with this and I pushed myself to the point of complete exhaustion mentally and physically. And I, I did it like, and I'm okay. I, and we're, that. and we're planning more trips. Oh yeah. yeah. Immediately planning I was like, to go put ourselves in those situations. Yeah. Yet not again. to that extreme. Not, yeah. Maybe recommend. not quite that again, but yeah. like we're, pre- we're prepared because we didn't expect that to happen. Yeah. But we're prepared that if that does happen again, we know how to handle it. Yeah. yeah. And I also think, too, like, it was a huge eye-opener of, like, not every single trail ever is going to be fully maintained. Like, you can't yeah. – literally us against nature at that point. And it's, like, nature doesn't give a crap who's going through that trail at no. all. Like, it's not maintained. It's blown over. It's freaking, like, half the time you can't even see the trail – and it's you against nature at that point. So it's it was like a huge, huge eye-opener to know that if that ever happens again, we can navigate our way out of it and we can mentally and physically carry ourselves out of that situation. So that was kind of like nice to know moving forward that we're capable of doing that. Yeah, I'm just, uh, be with you guys through that. Yeah. I don't think there was a better group to be with. For that, we kind of had the whole range of mo- a, rain- a range of emotions mm-hmm. with that, and mm-hmm. I'm proud of all of us for getting through that because everyone was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, it just makes you feel invincible afterwards, and like you can do anything after. 
Yeah. Like in the moment of how scary that felt. But it's also just a good reminder that things can go wrong at any time. And the best thing you can do is just prepare for those kind of things beforehand Mm -hmm. so that if they do go wrong, you're ready. I mean, Mm -hmm. you're still going to be scared, but at least we knew like if a bear came, we were prepared. Like if we had to camp somewhere, we had enough food and Mm -hmm. um, just to always be prepared. Yeah. Yeah. And like worst case scenario, if we wouldn't have been able to make it out that night, then you adjust. And like I was in my head, I was like, okay, if we can't pitch a tent, then we will literally put our sleeping pads and sleeping bags along the, like in the trail, just like me, Kenzie, Sarah, just like in the trail. Cause that's literally the only place you could lay down to sleep. Like if we needed to stop and sleep. But we knew that, I mean, the trailhead was close enough. We could just keep pushing. But you get my point. Like, also in that moment, then you're thinking through worst case scenario, what happens? Like, what is the plan? So Yeah, if someone if someone would have fallen and gotten hurt, yeah. what, you know, what would we have done next? Yeah. What was nice is having the boys, having those, um, the two husbands and our friend down on the river. I think that would have you know, if something would have happened, an injury would have occurred. I think mm-hmm. they would have, they would have been more than willing to come in and help us out. Yeah. But if that one, if they wouldn't have been there, we, you know, we would have been putting together a scenario. What would have been best for that situation? Yeah. We and were, it's like a whole new level of isolation at that point. Yep. But yeah, I don't know. I looking back on it, I would, it I was would, fun. 10 out of 10. Do it, again. it was fun. Yeah. I mean, we look back and I'm just like, wow, that was, that was exciting. That was fun. <laughs> Adrenaline is fun. <laughs> yeah, adrenaline that, is a hell of a drug. <laughs> I know. I'm glad it didn't scare you off, Kenzie, because I feel like some people, they would be like, nope, I'm never going backpacking again really after that experience. Hats off to you, because that was a hell of a first backpacking trip. And she was like, let's do it again. Yeah. I was like, all right, she's freaking nuts. Right. <laughs> she's one of fun. us. Yeah. One of us. <laughs> Yeah, you have to be a little crazy, I guess, to yeah. do backpacking. But, and I guess, with, I don't know, you guys have pointed out in your podcast before, you have to be a little crazy to do anything that's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think a good ending note would just be to do things that make you uncomfortable. And do things that scare the shit out of you. And it doesn't have to be backpacking related. Just go out, take those chances that... Even if it might be uncomfortable, even if you might fail, I mean, you can't really feel that bad. Yeah. We're, we, I mean, just plan for if it doesn't go the way you want it to, what you're going to do to overcome that. Yeah. And worst case in scenario. Anything in life. Like this doesn't even, this does not have to be backpacking related. No. no. Worst yeah. case scenario, eaten by a bear, you know? Yep. Big look. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and then you, and you go out with a bang. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in to this long episode, but it's probably just one of the best trips, best and worst trips that we've ever gone on and one that will go down in our own history as an unforgettable experience. And yeah. Thanks, Kenzie, for coming on. And thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Until the next crazy adventure. Heck yeah. (laughs) Everybody get out there and explore more. Thank you again for tuning into the Explore More podcast. It would mean the world to us if you left a quick review wherever you're listening from. And be sure to share it with someone who you think it might resonate with. To keep up with even more adventures, follow us on Instagram at exploremore.podcast. And always remember, wherever life takes you, explore more.